This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Huh? What? Dan, you're supposed to say you're supposed to do the intro. It's it's your turn. Um Zach, that Zach. was not part of the deal. No, oh. Zach. Zach was supposed to do it, but he's not here. Dan, we take um, turns? So it's your turn. Oh, okay. Well, um, welcome to Bacon Sale. No, no. Well, it has to be No, we, we try to put a little more flair into it. Oh. Maybe theme it. You don't have to. But. He's new. He's new. Welcome, welcome to Bacon Sale. Yeah, we go. <laughs> welcome to Bacon Sale. Yay! Here we go. Hey. Welcome to Bacon Sale. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. I'm Dan. And uh, hey, Dan. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. We'll talk about you in a little bit. All well, right, well I was going to say, we, we can resist. talk about it now. Sure. Yeah, Zach, I uh, was going to say, Zach's taking some uh, quick paternity leave. Uh-huh. Congratulations Because well, we pay for paternity leave. <laughs> we don't pay for anything. <laughs> but uh, Zach's going to take a break, and Dan Farnsworth is here to join us today. He's been very gracious to join us. In fact, Dan, you've been here before. Yes. Back on episode 155, My Bay, Michael Bay, back in May 2018. What? Woo. So welcome I, back. Thank you. Yeah, it's been four years since you were on the show last. I appreciate the invite. You're, you're our leap year host. <laughs> yeah. Dan and I have been friends forever. Yeah. But it's also nice to have you back after four years. Really good friends. Yeah. Hey, you know, we, we communicated in between, so I didn't. Feel, okay. That I didn't feel left out. Yeah. Yeah. It does. But Absolutely. Yeah. But thank you for being here. And thank you for listening to our last show, listener. Yeah, we actually have a few really good comments. Also, Dan, I just want to say I'm bummed you weren't here for that show because <laughs> For our movie scores, I don't. I don't want to spoil anything about the movie score quiz. Yes, but I did okay. You did good. Just good. Well, I mean, of the three of you, hey, (laughs) hey, because Dan, you taught me everything I know about movie scores. You were the one that was like, I went over to your house once, and I was like, Hey, what what cool CDs do you have? And I'm like, Oh, he's got a couple soundtracks. Wait, this is just the instrumental stuff. (laughs) Who cares about this? And you're like, Oh, it's actually really cool. And so it wasn't until that and widescreen movies I learned to love because of you. Well, thank you. Because I'm, I'm, of it's you. It's the uh, it's the differences, the little things. It yeah. really is the the art of it all. But we do have a few great comments. Yes. So I'll start with Instagram. So from DC Foster, we have this was great, excellent job, Allison. We agree. It reminded me there was a good decade back in the day where I only listened to and loved movie soundtracks. Now going to find those CDs and copy them into my iTunes. <laughs> What kind of computer do you have that can copy <laughs> CDs in your iTunes? I still have that. You do? Yeah, I still have a disk That's drive in my computer. That's still an ability? I have a desktop. That's amazing. Yeah. And also on, on an t- Apple, though? I know. That's what I'm saying. I <laughs> no, don't no, think no, they I have iTunes. I have iTunes on my PC. They, like, pay for it instead. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then from uh, Twitter, we have Jeff. So it's RIP Burt Convy. He says, this is one of my areas of interest. So I would do pretty good toe-to-toe with you, but not perfect by any means. Thanks, Allison, once again, for joining in the discussion. And he added a few points. It's impossible to tell... Marvel scores apart. And I agree with that. True. I recognize the patent score from the Simpsons episode, Bart the General. I didn't realize it was a, a spoof. <laughs> I, you know, when, once she said <laughs> it was patent, <laughs> I actually was waiting for the later part that was the more famous cue. <laughs> yeah. And then he also said, I listened to it at one speed, one X, to catch the tunes better because he says, I usually listen at two times speed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and then he said, one X, it sounds like drunk train. But Jeff... If you're listening to it at two speed, what happens when you talk really fast? Do you understand what we're saying? Is that a problem? (laughs) Maybe we should speak slower. (laughs) But we also have a comment from Mary Nolan Cox who says kind of the same thing. I'm usually a 1.5 speed kind of gal, but I had to go to 1x for this episode. I was driving, carpool listening to it, and the kids were joining in. Your Islands in the Stream Dune parody (laughs) is almost worthy of Al Yankovic. Oh, thank you. And then also, great job, Allison. And score bars! Yes. Have you got your score bars yet, Kent? No. You need to. I can't find them. (laughs) They're at Walmart. (laughs) They're not at Walmart. That's 
they're at Walmart. Okay, I'll try. Okay. Okay. But yeah, thank you for the comments. Thank you for participating and everyone who played along. Yes, and thank you, Allison, for, for coming up with that. We, we enjoyed it. We had a great time. Yeah. Allison was a great guest host. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Dan? Um, this is another responsibility. We're sorry about the intro thing. You told me yeah. what it was that we were talking about. <laughs> now you sound like Jake. Uh, <laughs> no, we're talking about uh, what we're looking forward to this fall. Yeah, so we do this pumpkin show. Pumpkin Spice. Oh, yeah. Pumpkin Spice movies every day. Pumpkin Spice is life. <laughs> Joel never looks forward to Pumpkin Spice. I don't. I yeah. Don't. So we do this every year. We want to talk about the movies that are being released from September to the end of December. Kind of a fall movie preview. We call it fall movie preview. It really is to the end of the year. Yeah, it's the end of the year. Because we want to help you navigate what's happening. Because there's so many things coming out on so many platforms. Well, my question is, do people really care about what's coming out anymore? Like outside of a few major blockbusters, do people know? What no, comes out anymore? I think people there's like, too much content and too many ways to watch oh, right. it with everybody's original. I'll agree with totally. that. I'll agree with that because there is way too much content. Although I'm I'm annoyed at IMDb. I, I go kinda, on. I ranted on our on our Pacon bit yes, that we you did. that we that just released last week about how I'm bugged at IMDb for a, a, a one reason, but I also got bugged at IMDb again because they changed the way they did the coming soon feature because it used to be you, you go to coming you go to imdb the internet movie database you go to coming soon and then you see what movies are coming out for the next year or so would you it have like a poster of the movie and a synopsis yeah, a little synopsis a little okay. bit. it was very easy to find and go through and now they've changed the format where it's like oh no you only get the next three months we're not showing you a poster or a synopsis you got to click and you don't everything. even really know what the movie is at that point no sure. and i was so bugged because that's normally how i gather my information for these episodes is through so IMDb. you had a google harder yeah, <laughs> I had to. I'm at IMDb now too. Isn't that the movie with uh, Bruce Willis? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I'm that kind of annoyed because yeah. I had to do more work, and it wasn't like a one-stop shop for me. But yeah. uh, here we are. I hope we get the same kind of Joel research, though. Well, I, I'm surprised at myself. I'll say that. Go on. Because normally on these uh, summer movie preview, fall movie preview, year in in review, mm-hmm. like that we do, I'm usually the mainstream type of guy. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, this big tentpole movie that's coming out, this huge superhero blockbuster, I'm in. I mean, that. I count on it. That's why I generally go the hipster route because I'm like, Joel, we'll talk about mainstream. I can go really weird. I went a little hipster this time. I'm curious because the the, the tentpoles weren't holding up anything for me. Oh, and so I decided <laughs> oh, to hey, see what slow he did down. There. Let's <laughs> wait till we get things. into it. Yes. So but, Dan, obviously, we invited you here. Yeah. And I feel like you may be somewhere between Joel and I as far as movie taste. Yeah. I I think I tend to lean more the popular stuff. I okay. But I'm I'm always open to mm-hmm. indie fair and like you know the hipster right the hipster a little choice. more challenging I, I read about everything so even right. if i haven't seen it i know about it and i know what's going on mm-hmm. generally yeah because i i subscribe to a channel on youtube that's just movie trailers and so i see a lot of these as these trailers as they come out right so i can get to know what's what these movies are because otherwise where do you see those yes so okay but before we get into the end of the year movies we want to talk a little bit about what a report card was for the summer movies yeah, that we kind of predicted in may right? i think yeah. it was maybe we did it with a summer movie preview we, we each picked five we wanted to avoid or we wanted to flop and then five we wanted to see so could you go into your least anticipated for summer joel yeah a couple ones that i want I, i'm just going to talk about all five here but i'll, I'll try to be brief okay I, ones i wanted to avoid or flop i put chip and dell's rescue rangers <laughs> which because is good. the trailer made it look terrible yeah and then I saw some people being like, this is the funniest movie I've ever seen. And I was like, fine, I'll give it a shot. My kids chose it for pizza movie night. And it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. It relies on one joke, which is references to other properties. 
So it's like, oh, hey, we're going to reference this thing that exists and this thing that exists. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where I was like, look, we get the joke. Right. More for parents than kids. Yes, I agree. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, And the story is a cookie cutter plot, really. I didn't really think it was anything too special, but I was amused for the runtime. I tried watching the actual cartoon with my girls after we watched the movie. They did not care whatsoever. Uh, I just made my kids watch the intro of all those old 90s Disney cartoons like Darkwing Duck and Rescue Rangers. and Golden Days. And then they were singing them. And they're like, my son's like, oh, let's play it again. I love it. He's 14. That's great. (laughs) I don't know if Shipman Dills Rescue Rangers bombed exactly, but I do know the budget was around 70 million and the box office was 675,000. Okay. So, but it was a Disney Plus release. Yeah, you never this know about not, streaming numbers. This is not supposed to be streaming, mm-hmm. but I think eh, mediocre. I don't think it made a huge splash. I don't think it was a huge hit, yeah. but it did fine. Uh, the other one I picked, uh, Father of the Bride with Andy Garcia and Gloria Estefan. Yeah, on HBO Max. I successfully avoided that one. I think it sunk HBO Max. They had to buy so Discovery Plus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were putting all their chips on Andy Garcia and Gloria Estefan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's why they canceled Batgirl. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anyone that watched it. No, I honestly don't. It, it came and it went. The and that's re- a problem with streaming movies sometimes. Yeah, the reviews seem fine mm-hmm. from what I was looking up, and people didn't seem to hate it or, or think it was you know the worst adaptation of Father. Of the I Bride. think that's kind of how we have to gauge it now. Is is it even in our consciousness at some yeah. point if it's streaming because we don't have any sort of numbers? Speaking of which, my other pick was Senior Year, which. Oh, it's on Netflix. Was on Netflix. Is it still on Netflix? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's got a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes, which it leads me to believe that it may not have been well received. Sure. But I don't think anyone cared or watched this I'll be one. watching it for Ketmas. I did say Lightyear, the Buzz Lightyear one. Mm-hmm. Which you haven't seen. I still haven't seen it. I think you successfully torpedoed that. But A I, huge bomb. I didn't expect to have that much power. Right. Because when I said I'd <laughs> like it to bomb, it, the budget was tw- was $200 million and it made $226 million, which... You know, sounds like, oh, they made a little more money. But you have to remember, you always have to double the budget to get a profit because yeah. they, they don't include marketing and stuff like that inside the, that budget. Right. So that's that's the rule of thumb is generally double the budget and they have to cross that line before it could be considered mm-hmm. a success. Wow, Joel. So my fault. Yeah, your fault. bad. And then the last one I had I wanted to bomb was Minions, The Rise of Gru, which I successfully avoided watching. But I've heard good things. Well, it didn't bomb. Budget of eighty million. Uh huh. Box office eight hundred and sixty-eight oh. million and counting. <laughs> In these Ten days, times its budget. <laughs> yeah. Do you know and why? It started a trend. One. Do you know why? Because of that, that uh, boys in suits. Yeah, you go get dressed up as much as possible and go see minions in your fanciest attire. <laughs> that became. I swear that was a marketing ploy by the studio. It worked, and now people are like, "Oh, this is funny to go see this in a suit and yeah. a tuxedo." And they've made ten times their budget. Amazing, over ten times their budget. That's amazing. That's it's such a it's such a kid friendly property. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. little, I, little heard, yellow people speaking gibberish. That's how amazing. do these movies keep making money? I've heard good things. And also continuity. There are some major. I've heard there's major <laughs> oh, continuity issues. Really? With okay. Minions. He's gonna argue it for despicable <laughs> well, me. Well, just that they're like they apparently forgot that the other movies referenced a young Gru. And like his history. And so I watched this. Uh, can I, can we have trailer? a full show where you poke holes? I watched it on this trailer kid, for kid it. Show yeah. plots. And yeah. they're like, yeah, there's all these things that don't add up. So okay. just saying. For me, uh, I had Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Yeah. Which I didn't see, but did it didn't make a out? splash. Yeah, it came out. But no one saw it. Paramount uh, Plus now. Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. This is an A24, like lighthearted indie comedy yeah. about Marcel the Shell. I didn't see this one either. I choose not to. How'd it do? Do you know? Uh, critically loved. I think 10 people saw it. 
Yeah. Okay. But they absolutely loved they it. They loved it. Oh. <laughs> Shotgun Wedding. This one did not come out. This is Jennifer Lopez and I think Josh Dumel in a rom-com. Yeah. It will come out next year. So look forward to my least anticipated next year. By the time that one finally comes out, Army Hammer it'll might be, be back in the role. It'll like, be Valentine's Day for this upcoming one. Yeah, most so likely. Like uh, with Owen Wilson this year. A oh. senior year. Yeah, I, I had that as that. well. Yeah. And then my number one least anticipated movie was Thor Love and Thunder. And look, has it made a lot of money? Yes. Has it made a profit? Apparently not. What? They're saying not. It's made $700 million as of this recording. How is that not a profit? It was made for about $275 million. And even though it's doubled that, yeah. they're saying with everything for international costs and everything like that, it may be in the black by a couple bucks. That is ridiculous that you can make seven over $700 million and not be considered a success. Here's where Disney was kind of hyping themselves up and maybe everyone else as well. They expect every Marvel movie to make a billion dollars now. And they haven't since... Well, Spider-Man has been the only movie to make that. But that was Sony Marvel. Yes. But Thor was kind of seen as a massive disappointment for a lot of people. And honestly, it was a horrible movie. My son keeps wanting to watch it uh, because he wants to watch all the Marvel movies. And I I said, well, let's wait till it's streaming. And then we can, you know, clear play out the Totally worth it on streaming. Yeah. And, and I'm speaking as Kent. Dan, were you a fan of this movie? I really thought it was going to be as good as Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Sure. And Which it, I thought was fun. I enjoyed Ragnarok. I did too. It just didn't meet that same threshold. Did it go to Taika on the movie? And not enough Waititi? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I generally like all of Taika's other movies. Like I love Jojo Rabbit. I loved Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah, but there's heart in those movies. This and, one was pure saccharine the entire time. And maybe time. that's what it was. Sorry, we're spending so long on these uh, summer movies. But yeah, overall, I was disappointed. My my kids were kind of bored with it. Yeah. Dan, did you have any like least favorite movies of the summer? Probably Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. But I still loved it because there's dinosaurs I, there was dinosaurs and i took my kids to it and but some of them were the same age i heard there were, I I heard the were the just locusts one. i heard there's no dinosaurs oh, just locusts. Super well, they locusts. were like dinosaur sized locusts <laughs> okay right yeah <laughs> if you know you know but it's a disappointing I'd movie locusts. It, it was but i still was entertained yeah so i that's all i'm really asking for in a summer movie right okay Okay, so what about our most anticipated for summer? So uh, the ones I wanted to see, I wanted to see Elvis by Baz Luhrmann. I haven't seen it yet, but it is coming out by the airing of this episode. I believe it will be on HBO Max. Okay. Just save three hours. That's all yeah. I'm saying. But yeah, this one did okay at the box office. Mm-hmm. Not not a huge smash, but sounded like it went well. And, and his estate liked it, so. Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. I'm excited to see it. This is actually one that the I... Priscilla stamp of approval? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. This means one... maybe a little biased towards that story but yes <laughs> yeah and this is what i wanted to see and i was going to see in theaters but just didn't have the chance so mm-hmm. i'm happy it's coming on see street. it at home so you can take bathroom breaks okay fair enough samaritan remember that one it's but on amazon prime right now oh i watched it it's on amazon prime and? i watched it, it bad as i've had says it i've is? had this on my on the list since summer of 2021 wow it's not bad it's generic okay. action if you want generic action movie like think of the this sounds almost mean but not really but think of those movies bruce willis was doing near the end of his career where it's mm-hmm. kind of like yeah, we know the steps this movie's going to go through. It's not going to wow me. It's not going to you know change anything. Like but a Taken Two. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is that. Okay. It's, it's not bad. Guns Three, Alias, Billy the Kid, <laughs> which we said no was, clue <laughs> what's going on here. <laughs> that was like someone had a dream about making Young Guns Three. Yeah. And you put it on your list. They said they said <laughs> August, and I was like, "There's no way that's going to happen." Twenty twenty nine. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing on there. Nope. Was another one I yeah. said that one. I'm saving for Halloween season. Mm-hmm. I just saw that Clearplay just said, hey, we got uh, no box office failure oh, is in it? many ways. Oh. It did okay for a couple weekends, but it didn't make its money. Really. But you liked it, didn't you? Not really. I thought you said that it was uh, your favorite. I think he meant to say, nope. 
I thought what you said you liked it better than any Nolan movie you've ever seen. Stop it. Didn't you right say that? No. You said it was better than any A24 <laughs> I think I said horror you must movie. See it because it's a C. You said A24 is trash. Long live Jordan Peele. That's what you said. What, what happened? Hereditary What's going was on? the worst movie he's ever uh, seen. Unbelievable. <laughs> For said, my soul. He yes. says. <laughs> Ken said, "Nope, it's the new Hereditary." He said that. <laughs> Anyway, I can't. So can't even, but that one, yeah. Uh, but it, I was going to say it, it made a profit, right? Uh, not yet. Huh. It's getting there. Give it time. Uh, and then my number That's one wanted thing. to Most see. Most of these movies like now have time to breathe. It's true. Where it's not. Yeah, well, not really. There was, favorite, there was like a tent. Elvis every week. 45, after, 45 days after it, it uh, hit theaters, it's going to HBO Max. And so yeah, that's, that's kind of how it is now. That's so weird. Month and a half window. But and then my number one was Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which I did see and it did make a big profit. It's it close. Did. It's close to a billion. It yeah. was like nine hundred and fifty-five million. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Yeah. I I gave it three stars out of five. Where it that's, was kind of like that's fair. It was kind of like down the road, like right in the middle. My right? review said too much madness, not enough multiverse. There's that's my top five mm-hmm. that I had. And so overall, they were all meh. I'm still looking forward to Elvis though. I don't know if I did as well. I did the Black Phone as my number five. It's uh, enjoyable, but it's just not scary. Like, totally watch this during the Halloween season. Just don't be scared. It's profitable. Yeah, it's profitable. And it's a well-made movie. It just doesn't have, like, the Is there going to be a Black Phone 2, The Blackening? Yes. (laughs) And then uh, Elvis, I had number four. Black Mobile. Oh. Oh, that's... (laughs) The Black Phone (laughs) 2. Cellular. (laughs) Men, I had as my number three. Yeah, with the one guy playing all the roles. Yeah, Rory Kinnear. Uh, And it was messed up. And it was an A24 movie. And yep, that's all I need to say. I didn't well, really care for though. it. Okay. No, it's way too messed up. We've gone on record. King hates A24 now. Yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> He's on the peel train now. <laughs> Bullet train is my number two. Really fun ride. Huh? Bullet train. Nope was my number one. I didn't Nope really was your it. number one. Yes. And it exceeded all your expectations. Nope. <laughs> in my honorable mentions, and I think, Joel, was it yours too? I know Zach maybe had it as number one. Top Gun. How yeah. did you? How was that not your top? Because one? we kind of hated I was, it. I was concerned that it was going to be one of those lukewarm reboots. Uh, nostalgia. What do they call them? Nostalgia. Nostalgia bait. No, it's like the word. Legacy sequel. Legacy sequel. Yes. It was going to be one of those half baked legacy sequels, and then it ended up being my favorite thing of the summer. I know. So much fun. Uh, how could it not? Honestly, was that your favorite of the oh summer? Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going on Saturday to see it in IMAX because it's three dollar. I'll see you there. Three dollar ticket. Yeah. This is a must see in theater. It, you movie. have to. It's so. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's coming out pretty quick on streaming. So. It's weird how it's become the uniting movie. Yeah. Because there are very few movies where like critics agree and fans agree and yeah. families agree. This is the movie that you could be like, what movie do you like? Top Gun. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, we took my parents. They loved it. My kids, they loved it. Like this is old and young. Yes. Bond and free. But my country tis of thee. Yeah. Basically. I, I wish I wish I could have taken my dad to see it. That yeah, would have been. Truly. Like, yeah. It's that kind of icing movie. on the cake. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. So there you go. That's our recap of the summer. And now we're going to dive into the future. Let's do it. So we're going to start with our want to avoid, want to flop section. Can I go first on this one? Of course. Because it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a fall movie preview if I did not wish for a Disney live action remake to flop. (laughs) Pinocchio. Oh, it's that far back. (laughs) Pinocchio. Okay. So Pinocchio, directed by Robert Zemeckis. If you don't know him, he did he did Romancing the Stone and Back to the Future and Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Forrest Gump. Polar Express. And then nothing much after that. Yeah. His, his last great film was in 2000, I believe, with, uh, shoot, I just blanked Cast it. Away. It was actually Cast Away. 2015. Yes. It yes. was called The Walk. The Walk is good. 
but not great. No. Oh, it was great. I feel like Robert Zemeckis in theaters, really yes. lost a bit. This star, and it's a live action. It's a live action adaptation. That's what the synopsis is. Live action adaptation of Disney's Pinocchio. That's as much thought that went into the synopsis, probably as much thought as went into the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this stars Tom Hanks, Cynthia Erivo, yeah. uh, Giuseppe Battiston, man, Luke Evans, Benjamin, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. There you go. King of Michael Key. Yes. So, Most of those are voices. And yeah. It J- also, JGL's Jiminy Cricket, right? Yeah. Yeah, which Kent's it all in Honestly, on they could have just shrunk JGL and he'd be Jiminy Cricket because he, <laughs> he has the look, right? He does. Yeah. And, and I've years. said it before, and I'll say it again. We don't need another little Disney live action remake. No. This is going to be on Disney+. Um, Plus. And Pinocchio looks almost exactly like he does in the cartoon, but yes. it's kind of nightmare fuel in live action. He doesn't look anything like a puppet in live action. Yeah. Well, I have issues whenever they say live action, but it features animal characters, so it's not live action. Yeah. It's CGI. Mm-hmm. That bugs me. Yeah. Like a cricket. And it's Tom Hanks once again being Tom Hanks. I am not down with Tom Hanks lately. Really? For the past couple of years. What about Colonel Tom Parker and Elvis? No. Oh, because you're supposed to hate him. Oh, and okay. he also does a terrible job. Mm. This one oh. it was going to be released in theaters, but apparently because of Dumbo flopping in theaters, mm-hmm. they decided to do a streaming release on this one. And it's probably this weekend as of this recording. Yeah. Yep. It, it'll September be out. 8th. This, September yes. 8th is when it comes out, uh, but I want this one to flop. Because we have not taught Disney a lesson, people. No. Leave, leave keep, it alone. We keep yeah. throwing the money at these live action remakes that are forgettable at best. And then they keep making them. Although Stop. Cruella was surprisingly good. Hello. I know you hate it. <laughs> you did not listen to any of our biggest I know you hate it. I'm just saying. <laughs> because just it tried be something op- different? No. Is that what you're saying? Like it just style? Was, it was unexpected. Okay. It was unexpected. They unexpected took a famous execution. villain and tried to make them sympathetic. But they didn't. They tried. But they didn't. What do you mean they didn't? They didn't. They did. She intentionally chose to be that way. I she think they made the Dalmatians the villains. Let's yeah. be real. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Welcome to Bacon Cell, Dan. Cool. Yeah. Right. I'm here to mix it up a little. Oh, so let's stay on the Disney train with my number five. It's Hocus Pocus 2. Ooh, mm-hmm. good one. I don't care. I don't um, either. I never got into the first okay, one. Okay, I was wondering. No, nope. I'm gonna be don't care. One. Because, I mean... It's a cult classic. I, back I, in the day, back in the college days, everyone was like, oh, Hocus Pocus is fun. And now it's like this nostalgia movie that everyone likes. Yeah. But it feels like a Halloween Town movie uh, as far as quality goes. With, <laughs> yeah. With a great cast, mind you. I mean... Props for them all coming back. Yeah, you have Bette Midler, Kathy and Jimmy, and Sarah Jessica Parker in her prime. Girls just want to have fun or Hocus Pocus? She's way too young and, and girls want to have fun. But we were also nine. Yeah, that's right. When she watched that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and Sa- also we watched it three years it for ago. Our Sarah Jessica Parker show. <laughs> On a sleepover. I think we watched that movie. We totally did. <laughs> Not a big so sleepover. <laughs> so this comes out September 30th on Disney+. Plus. The synopsis is three young women accidentally bring back the Sanderson sisters to modern-day Salem and must figure out how to stop the child-hungry witches from wreaking havoc on the world. Doug Jones is back as Billy Butcherson. None of the other cast is back. No, which because honestly they're think old is now. kind of disappointing. Like because you, don't think, you don't think they're going to have a cameo Thora in there? Birch isn't coming None. back? What? Nope. Uh, what are apparently, they? she wanted to, but scheduling conflicts. I'm like, you didn't want scheduling to. Scheduling conflicts? Thora Come on. <laughs> what, is, what are any of those actors doing nowadays? Hey, the exactly. Starbucks shift is really long. Okay. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> but yeah, it's directed by Ann Fletcher, who did uh, The Guilt Trip and 27 Dresses. And it's from the writer of one episode of Cougar Town and two episodes of Workaholic. So <laughs> stoked for Hocus Pocus <laughs> 2. Wow. And I know there are people that are like, yeah, but won't it be fun? Honestly, if it's a fun surprise, great. I just don't really care. No, it's not going to be. I don't think it will make a splash. and It will be seen as kind of what we pictured Top Gun Maverick to be. Uh We could be wrong, though. We've been wrong before. Having watched the trailer, though, Mm because I did give this one a trailer, like watch, be like, okay, let me watch this. Uh, It's not going to be good. No. 
All right, Dan, what's your number five? Blonde. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. controversial pick. Here you we go. You want Anna de Armas to bomb? I, I'm just not looking forward to it. Is it you because wait, you're not looking forward to an so NC, you're not looking forward to an NC-17 movie? A three-hour movie. What kind movie? of moral no, person are I, you? <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I've never watched an NC-17 movie. <laughs> yeah, family friendly. <laughs> I didn't say what what it was, but this is a fictionalized chronicle of the inner life of Marilyn Monroe. Yes, I am not super interested, even in the Hollywood legacy of it even, all. Well, you know what they did this 20 years ago on HBO. I think it was called Norma Jean and Marilyn. Yes. But I guess well, everything that's old is new again. Mm-hmm. So and it wouldn't be Hollywood if they didn't remake it again. I am fascinated by the story of Marilyn Monroe because it is a, a very tragic tale of someone who was used and abused by the system and then and took her life sadly. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, this might be fascinating. And Anna Darmus, I think, is absolutely beautiful. But then when I watched the trailer and it just pulled me out of reality. The way she spoke. I think... Because it's Anna Dawes. And I think she's miscast. Yes, and that's what it is. She looks the part, but she did not sound the part. And that's coming from someone who really does not like Marilyn Monroe's voice. I hate that breathy way of speaking. Mm-hmm. Drives me nuts. Like, in, in her movies, I've seen a few of her well, movies... I agree to disagree with that, but anyways, uh, go ahead. <laughs> right. But Anna de Armas, the way she was speaking, I'm like, that doesn't sound like Marilyn Monroe. That sounds like Anna de Armas doing a Marilyn Monroe impression. It became kind of hokey, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden I went... What kind of movie is this going to be? Well, and because Zach's not here, I have to give representation. This is three-fourths of Snyder Cut. This is that long of a movie. And oh, this yeah. is streaming. Well, it is Andrew Dominic, the yeah, director who makes notoriously long movies like What's Assassination it? of Jesse James. Oh, the but Robert which? That's a good, that was that's fine. A good yeah, resume right there. I was bored. It's that kind of movie. I know, but I and I generally like westerns, but I couldn't get into that one. But I, I think it could be good. I'm just and not so looking forward to it. As far as splashes go, what Netflix has done the past couple of years, they'll release these late year movies. They're looking for Oscar nominations. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's what Blonde is meant to yes. do. Do I think it'll succeed? Not at all. You no, think she'll get a nomination? Nope. No, I don't think she will either. Hmm. And they often do like a black and white movie at the end of the year to get awarded, like Mank. Is this going to be in black and white the yes. whole time? Oh. I know. Anyways, I, I'm just not looking forward to it. I, I thought my week with Marilyn was more compelling and caught me a little bit more sure with michelle williams and i thought she's a way better actress she than is. anna darmus even if anna darmus is anna darmus more oh yeah <laughs> that's what we say yep so all right good pick thanks joel so my number four you know how sometimes uh i mean not on this show obviously but sometimes i do joel jokes yeah all the time it started out as a joel joke where i was like oh this one looks terrible but then i watched the trailer and it's i want it to bomb this is Daddy Daughter Trip coming out on September. I've 30th, never even heard of this. Directed by Rob Schneider, starring Rob Schneider, <laughs> shocker, and Miranda Schneider, his daughter. Is that the pop star or is that a different daughter? It's different I daughter. No, his pop star daughter is El King. Yeah, oh, El King. Yeah. yeah, that's right. No, so uh, as plot summary: a spring break trip vacation with a series of misfortunate adventures is saved when the duo meet a couple of famous travel bloggers. Oh. So the, the premise is, oh, this dad is too poor. The dad, Rob Schneider, is an inventor who none of his inventions are taking off. <laughs> and they're so poor that they can't go on a spring bake vacation. And like the little girls in class, I'm, I'm giving the spoiler for the trailer here. But the little girls in class, she's like, yeah, we're going to go on a spring trip. We're going to go. And she starts making stuff up like we're going to go to this place and we're going to this place. And the class starts laughing and they're like, you're too poor to go to those places. <laughs> Like, literally, that's one of the lines in there. <laughs> and then the dad is like, I'm going to make it happen, and we're going to do this. And as they're going on the trip, he gets hit by a car what? by these rich people. Okay. 
who then they go on vacation together to kind of keep him from suing. So they do all these fun things. So the premise and, is very 1980s, it feels like. Yeah, That's a but like 1980s premise. Yes. a very sloppy, half-hearted, not thought through 80s plot. So a happy Madison production. Got Probably. that very much feel Snap. to it. Yeah. And I mean, then, no, that's fine. Oh, I know. And that's how these movies usually get financed. It is what yeah, it is. And it's, yeah. And, and I, you guys know me. I judge a movie's humor based on what's in the trailer. Mm-hmm. If there is bathroom humor in the trailer, automatically my, my expectations are immediately lower. Because I'm like, they're trying to showcase their best humor here. Right. And they're resorting to Rob Schneider getting into a bed. Where he has to share a bed with someone they're staying with. And she's like, watch out. I got pretty bad gas. Oh, and no. then there's lots of uh, flatulence. Oh, great. And I was like, oh, I have no doubt this one will fail. I think this is a sure bet. And I don't think people even know it comes out on September 30th. Yeah. I'd be surprised. I had no idea. Is it if Netflix? I, I think it might be theaters. <laughs> Can we go see that's, this? That's absolutely <laughs> Can we do a bacon bit on this one? <laughs> oh, but Daddy Daughter Trip, I will not be seeing. And I don't think anyone else should either. Okay. Uh, my number four is an Amazon Prime movie. It's called Catherine Called Birdie. And this is based off a book. This was released October 7th. So in the spooky month, we have a period piece. Who's the director on this one? The director and writer is Lena Dunham. That's it. That's all I need to say. I don't need to give a synopsis. A lot of people know my distaste for Lena Dunham. and uh, Your distaste? <laughs> the world's distaste. <laughs> yeah. But it's a 14-year-old girl in medieval England navigates through life and avoiding potential suitors her father has in mind. This is uh, Brave, but a, uh, a British period piece, but with modern day comedy. Yeah. And witticisms. Yeah. It's very much the way they talk is kind of that modern millennial. Type yeah. Of and, and this is very popularized through like Bridgerton, right? It's a very modern day look at a classical era. The slogan is old world problems, new world attitude. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. I did laugh once at the trailer, though. Okay. With the little exchange they have where they're talking at about the dinner. The, yeah. Me they too. have like the plague. And yeah, that whole thing. It's a smallpox. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, a little a, it's, pox. Not, it's not a big pox. Oh, it's like a smallpox. No. Now we're like trying to get people to go watch it. No, that was the only thing I laughed at in the trailer because I, I kind of rolled my eyes for the rest of it. Like, oh, yeah, God. but it's Amazon Prime movie, October 7th. Okay. All righty. Dan, what's your number four? You know, I may have misunderstood the assignment a little bit. Okay. But. Because you're very excited about this one. <laughs> I am excited. This one is a Halloween thriller. Mm-hmm. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh. <laughs> not sure if anybody's heard of this. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You don't want this movie to happen at all? I don't want it to succeed, but I kind of do in an ironic sense. Well, of like, I was going to say, tell the listener what it's, what it's about. Okay, so this follows Pooh and Piglet as they go on a rampage after Christopher Robin abandons them. So and that, by rampage, massacre. So like, that's the story. Think Murderers. Yes. This is live action, and Christopher Robin has left, leaving... Pooh and Piglet to become feral animals. And don't think like Ewan McGregor been like, oh, my old imaginary friends. You know, that's my yeah. Ewan McGregor, by the way. That's very good. Hello there. I was- it's like a kid who's like, hey, you're my fiance. I'm going to take you back to my cabin where I used to play pretend with these animals that I abandoned. And they're like adult sized with masks they, it looks like men with masks but yeah, i think it's do. really meant to be a bear i, I and think it's piglet. supposed to now, be a bear and a boar a and my question now. okay my question was i was like how on earth would disney allow their property to do this and how i learned it is public domain it's in the public domain now Dis- the disney stuff isn't like if you if you did poo with a red shirt or anything like relating right. to the stuff that disney did that is not public domain but the original drawings the original stories like are they all could public say domain a, now. A, a. A. milne's stories are I, I really think this all goes back to we had a bracket show where we had Disney uh, heroes <laughs> and sidekicks and they were fighting to the death and Joel made Winnie the Pooh out to be a murderer. He's Bloodthirsty. Ruthless. <laughs> He's a ruthless killer. <laughs> and I think oh, someone heard that 
And they made this movie. I think so too. Uh, the quality looks horrible, but at the same time, if it succeeds, it is now starting. Anytime there's this open mm-hmm. IP, they will make a horror movie about it. Absolutely. Hello, so that was, That's my number four. I just was shocked yeah. at the it stupidity looks, of it. I will be seeing this day one. I thought it was going to look like <laughs> those, I have no doubt. those yeah. terrible indie uh, student horror films, right. but it actually kind of looks like professional, yeah. which was weird to me, but it doesn't look good. No. My number three is Hocus Pocus 2. Okay. Uh, September 30th, it comes out, directed by Ann Fletcher, who did Step Up and 27 Dresses. (laughs) If I may just read the ending of Hocus Pocus, the original movie. Yeah, please do. So this is just from Wikipedia, the source of all the truth. Spoiler alert. Five, six, seven. For the original Hocus Pocus. Yeah. I like the original movie, and I but I appreciated how it ended because it ended. Here's what it says in Wikipedia. Winifred, uh, Bette Midler, the main witch, Mm -hmm. falls into the hallowed ground in the cemetery, causing her to turn into stone. As the sun finishes rising above the horizon, Mary and Sarah, the other two witches, are disintegrated into dust along with Winifred's stone body. The witch's deaths break the Thackeray's curse, allowing him to finally die and freeing his soul and reuniting with him with Emily as they both head off into the afterlife while Billy returns to his grave to sleep. The end? The Winifred sisters are dead. They're dead. Yeah, Sanderson. Now, gra- it's, okay, well, it's one of her sisters. Yeah. Now, granted, <laughs> Sanderson sisters. It's an offshoot. Now, granted, at the end, it does show the book like open its eye. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a little stinger at the end. But it, it just, I don't know. The first movie focused on them being fishes out of water. Yeah. Like, what's this black river? Oh, it's a road. What this guy dresses a devil must be the devil. Like, there's, it's all very kind of them getting to know stuff. And I know, I know, TikTok. It's going to be TikTok, AirPods, drones, and self-driving cars. They're going to be like, what is this thing? It's crazy. Uh, it's not going to work. So I think Hocus Pocus 2 should fail. Okay. I totally agreed. My number three is Clerks 3. I never saw Clerks 1 or 2. Oh. I saw the first one. Yeah. But I never saw the So the first one, one came out in 1994. This was the movie that started Kevin Smith's career and gave him a career all the way till now. Because somehow this guy has given money. All the way till now. I'm okay with... His style humor is not my style I'm okay with Mallrats because that's back when I was really juvenile with my humor. I do kind of like Mallrats. Yeah. I I I haven't seen it for a long time. And it relies a lot on like making fun of superheroes and that sort of stuff as well. Yeah. I think Jay and Silent Bob work in very small doses, but then they've got their own movies and it's just too much gross out comedy. Clerks 1 works though because it was an indie movie. It wasn't trying all that hard. It just hit at the right time for this... Real Gen X slacker attitude. Oh, yeah. And then in 2006, they made Clerks 2, which was just in-your-face comedy. Had a few funny moments, but it was just like, hey, look what we can do with a budget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, 16 years later, Clerks 3? Yeah. And so the synopsis is, Dante, Elias, J, and Silent Bob are all enlisted by Randall after a heart attack to make a movie about the convenience store that started it at all. So it's, it's a meta movie, and it's going to have a lot of... A lot of cameos in here. Ben Affleck being an old friend of Kevin Smith. Sarah Michelle Gellar is going to make a cameo as well. Oh, I guess. so you're going to watch this then? I, I will. But it, I'm going to hate it. Uh, but <laughs> Kevin Smith, like Tusk, Yoga Hosers. Like, I can't really think of a good movie he's made since. Dogma is the one I In like. the 90s. Dogma. Dogma's decent. Yeah. Good choice. What's your number three, Dan? My number three is I did a twofer. Okay. Not one Pinocchio, mm. but <gasps> both Pinocchios. Guillermo oh. del Toro's Pinocchio. Okay, let's talk about that one since we kind of talked about the Disney one. Right. So this is all stop motion animation. Impressive, and maybe it'll be like this year's Kubo. Right. Where Kubo I love Kubo strings, so much. Yeah. Kubo and the Two Strings, where yeah. I was absolutely blown away and it right. was compelling. But it's such a familiar story. Why? 
Right. Like Roberto but, Benini tried to do it how many times? But here's the uh, thing. Yeah. Those are bad. But he was is Pinocchio and he was 50. either of you that were having two Pinocchio movies just named Pinocchio this year? Yeah. Now, this one's Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. No one ever reads the title. <laughs> the, the head, the subtitle head thing I don't know. the yep, official that. title yeah so, but yeah it i mean i'm not it excited artistic. it, it looks, is, like it looks a, artistic. a darker twist on the story it might and that's a, be. It, pinocchio if they go with the original fairy tale could be very different from the disney one it could be but you so want what? you want both pinocchios to flop yeah i don't care about them you make new stories is that what you're saying yeah. made of wood make, <laughs> he's got no strings to hold him down i get that yeah let's uh let's set this property free and do something different okay like make him a murderer yeah, right? there you go. Like, turn him into That's Winnie the, the Pooh. Yeah. Pinocchio, blood and honey. He yeah. intentionally tells lies and impales people or something. I don't know. Ooh, write that. <laughs> when does that with go his to nose? public domain? He's killing people with his nose? Yeah. yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to murder you. <laughs> but it's like their ankles, like on Pet Cemetery. Ah, no, 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 no. We're not October yet. Anyways, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if it does fine. Guillermo has fan proof. Uh, critic proof yeah support yeah. he has so. my support even though he's made a couple stinkers so yeah, yeah. Um, glub glub kiss kiss <laughs> so. you don't have to make the kiss sounds <laughs> what <I'm> sorry <laughs> all right so my you number did on one of the one of the one of the I prior yeah, episodes okay. I, and I, it just made me laugh so hard i wanted to take the <laughs> opportunity Thank All you. right, so my number two, want to flop, shouldn't be a surprise because we've we've kind of talked about it before. Although maybe it's only on Pagan Bits, but mm. I want the monsters to flop, and that is now a streaming oh. release. Yes, September twenty oh, seventh, really? it's going to yeah. be streaming on. Uh, well, it's going to be released on digital, Blu ray, DVD, and Netflix on September twenty seventh, twenty twenty two. Wow! And this is that directed trailer. by Rob Zombie. Who did House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, terrible, awful, horrible Halloween reboots. Very gory movies. And family-friendly The Monsters? Yeah. That was uh, my next question because I didn't see the trailer for this. I just oh, heard about it. Oh, it. And I didn't know it was going to be so the family-friendly. No, that's the thing. Is the, I, I heard he was doing a reboot of The Monsters. I'm like, oh, that, that's going to be weird. And then we watched the trailer and we, I think we talked about it on a Pagan bit. But it was awful. Like student film... Sound and lighting and acting. Did you awful? Ever, did you ever watch the old TV show? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, definitely. Because watching that now, it looks cheesy like that but too. I, this and a, this is matching that style. No, yeah. no, 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 no. This is lesser than that style. Oh sure. No. Like I watched this and I went, "This is worse than the original series." It, it's trying to echo everything that show did. Okay. Which. Uh, the plot summary, reboot of the monsters it's, that followed a family of monsters going to, all the streaming all to an American suburb and starring Sherry Moon Zombie because she's in everything that Rob Zombie directs. His wife tells him to put him everything. But it's an amateur, awful, horrible movie from what I can tell, which is weird because Rob Zombie, Rob, Rob Zombie is terrible of a director as he is. Mm-hmm. He has a look and a style and this does not look like that at all. It looks bad it really does really bad i may end up watching it no because of the trailer was that bad dan honestly watched the trailer okay. i'm wondering possibly one I'm of the worst uh, what i consider to be wide release movie trailers i've yeah. ever seen and now it's just a streaming movie she's so like oh whatever this really does feel like those late night someone made a movie and trying to get an ad on the air yes. stuff it's terrible horrible so, monsters Don't um, see it. i'm gonna go really quickly because my number two is disney's pinocchio okay because okay. yeah we're all fair. we're all on that page yeah we all, all right. want it to fail my number two yes. is called Bones and All. Okay. It Let's is, talk about this. Um, this. This needs some explanation, I think. This movie is an indie movie. It's Marin, a young woman, learns how to survive on the margins of society with her boyfriend, who has, shall we say, 
a very specific taste for this his is, menu. This is uh, Timothy oh, Chalamet. That's right. Timothy Rejoining Chalamet. with the director of Call Me By Your Name. So, and, and hey, you guys uh, uh, like Suspir- that, right? The Suspiria Lagoon. remake. What's that? What's that right fans. at Lagoon? The really tall one, Cannibal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Unrelated, but keep talking. No <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say the rocket. So. <laughs> I watched the preview for this, and I read a little bit about it, and no, thanks. Mm-hmm. But horror is not my jam. This, so this those are like, generally no, no, ones the, I want them to. There's horror movies, and then there's movies about the, the tallest red at Lagoon, yes. right? We can say <laughs> cannibals, guys. Can we say that? We I can was say worried. It's about cannibalism. <laughs> it is. And I think those go beyond, right? Those are generally festival movies or NC-17. It's yeah. movies that you're like, watch if you're really kind of a deviant. But you get like Silence of the Lambs which is a fantastic sure. suspenseful thriller because it does not focus on that. Yeah. Hannibal well, comes he's, out. He's the villain. Yeah, and Hannibal comes out, and it crossed that line where it was like, okay, now we're in bad taste territory. Yeah. There, no. there was another one. Uh, Raw I watched a couple years ago at Sundance. That's the one I was thinking of. And I honestly, I don't, I don't get ill, right? If uh, something happens in a movie, it's fine. But if I watch something like Dr. Pimple Popper, ew, I'm out, right? Ew, ew, <laughs> thank you ew, for ew, bearing with me on that. Gross. No, thank but if you. it's like real surgery or anything, I'm like, I can't. But in a movie, I can handle anything. Not in raw because cannibalism. Well, it should instinctually make us all sick to our stomachs, right? Right. This will be a very European movie. Oh, very. Right. Yeah. So With Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet. Yep. in a Timothy European Chalamet. movie. <laughs> what? So I like Timothy Chalamet. I think he's a really great performer. And but yeah, I, but but no the thanks. title Bones and All. I don't yep. like it in context. Yep. Yeah. No thanks. All right, so now we're to our number one wanna bomb. Let's go honorable mentions next. I don't really have any. There was a. I, I did have Clerks three down here because I was like, I don't really. Sure. I've watched any of it. I don't yeah. care for it. And then I mentioned one. There was one I'm so confused by. It's called My Special Boy, a Friday the Thirteenth fan film. So right. someone is making, and I don't know where it's going to be released exactly, but a fan film about Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, that series is tied up in so many legal issues, and that's why I'm like, how it's are they going to be blocked it? from so, anyone seeing it? I'm sure. Yeah, but that's my honorable mentions there. Okay, my honorable mention for Wanna Fail is Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, which is like the worst title since Ghosts of Georgia Hunting Connecticut <laughs> 2. <laughs> John Wick 3, uh, Parabellum. Parabellum. Yeah, that was, oh, little, that was, that was pretty bad. For a, title. for a title. I mean, people really like Knives Out. I wasn't as big a fan as you remember mm-hmm. uh, as everyone else. It was a fun little mystery, but now Netflix owns the rights to the next two Ryan Johnson uh, mystery movies. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, he may have a style that probably beats... Death on the Nile or Murder on the Orient Express. But at the same time, I think it's just he's a little too into himself in his own style. I think he gets great casts, and this one really has a great cast. Like, obviously, Daniel Craig is coming back, and Edward Norton's in there, Ethan Hawke, uh, and Kate Hudson, Batista. Mm-hmm. But it'll be a very interesting movie to watch. I just don't really, I didn't really like the mystery in the first one, anyways. Mm. So I liked it. So I'm, a, you know, I'm okay with that one. Yeah. Um, and then I have Black Adam. Don't worry, darling. Wow. I'm sorry. What was that? I can yeah. hear you. Can uh, you say it a little louder, I don't want please? The Rock to hear. <laughs> so, Dwayne. So, sorry, it's Dwayne. Dwayne. So, sorry, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> uh, and then uh, The School for Good and Evil. It's a Netflix movie. And I, yeah, Don't Worry, Darling as well. I don't think we'll do very well. It's yeah. trying to be The Stepford Wives again. And The Stepford Wives made I in the 70s that same thing. is brilliant. It just is perfect for Wait, the time. Wait, in the 70s, you're saying Nicole Kidman didn't do a good job? Uh, oh, no, snap. no. That's the 90s one. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, I am. Yeah. But those are my honorable mentions. Any mentions from Dan? Uh, my honorable mention was also The Glass Onion. I really enjoyed Daniel Craig's performance yes, in the original Knives Out. And Anna so de Armas. <laughs> he hates her. He hates Anna de Armas. I what? I don't hate Anna de Armas. He likes Chris Evans' sweater, though. It was very chunkily knit. It was. It was an underwhelming story, and there were a movie that is 
trying to trick you and you know it's trying to trick you and they know they're trying to trick you and so all you're doing is looking for things yeah it doesn't work for me same so i think it, it'll probably be entertaining but i'm not excited to see it and i don't care if it does well right even though i like ryan johnson okay <clears throat> so now our number okay. one <laughs> we're just gonna stop there okay right, we, uh, our, go ahead. our number one uh, least anticipated wanted to bomb movie all right joel what do you got mine <laughs> It's Avatar, The Way of Water. <laughs> Wash your mouth out. Coming out <laughs> on December 16th. This is a hot take. Not at I all. I mean, it's not a shocker. Dan, he's been saying this all year. That's, yes. That's so fair. James Cameron, who directed uh, Piranha <laughs> to The Spawning, <laughs> is doing this movie, and it's starring Sam Worthington. And that's, you know, that's, that's hey, the biggest name a, there. He's an it guy. And Zoe Saldana, who, you know, she's good. Yeah. But it, it, a lot of the main, a lot of the original cast is coming back. They're also bringing in Jermaine Clement and Vin Diesel. Stop that! Vin Diesel's not. Vin this movie. Diesel's in this movie. What? I'm not what kidding. If, what that's if I said as, Michelle Yeoh's in it? She's in that. Yeah, she's Does there he too. Play Kate like Winslet, the, the new Falco. tree or something? I mean, I don't know. So here's huh. the plot summary: Jake Sully lives. I hate that they use his full name. Jake Sully lives with his Jake newfound Sully. family formed on the planet Pandora. Once a familiar threat returns to finish what was previously started, Jake must work with the Netiri and the army of Navi race to protect their planet. Obviously, you don't hold the first one very dear. No. Okay. No. But what if they could expand the story and make it this really expansive universe? Don't care. Don't don't care care at all. In fact, here's here's my big problem with this movie is Avatar Avatar 2 coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Avatar 3 coming out in 2024. Avatar 4 coming out in 2026. Yeah. Avatar 5 coming out in 2028. This is cocky and I want to see it cut I want to see the legs cut out from underneath it and watch this I, Well, to I the heard ground. even though they filmed 2 and 3 together, they're kind of doing a wait and see approach to see if these movies make money and I don't want them to because then they won't That's make fair. 4 and 5. It's been 13 years since the last Avatar movie. And now they're going to start releasing them every two years. Why? He said it was because they were. He had a full story in mind for the children of uh, Jake, Jake Sully, and no, it's, Nateri. Nateri. it's because he ran out of solid gold toilet paper, and now it's time for him <laughs> to get some more. Because this movie is trash. These movies are going to be trash, and I'll tell you why. It's just a marketing ploy. It has no. The first movie has no real substance. It is Pocahontas. It is Fern Gully. Yeah. It the only reason dances with wolves. Yeah, dances with wolves. It, the only reason that it is the highest grossing movie of all time is because tickets were three times the cost of regular tickets. The three D made it big. They're spectacle, it, fact, spectacle, fact, hundred percent, eighty percent of the theatrical revenue from the film came from three D ticket sales. So the first that time, is why it's the first time I saw Avatar way back in the day, I didn't see it three D oh, or IMAX. Really, and I went, that's okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't really care. And yeah. I saw uh, 3D because it's a movie made for 3D right. and I was blown away. And are they doing the 3D for this one? Oh, they yes, have to. They are. So they're bringing the glasses and they're back. Doing, they're doing high frame rate. They're, are, they're, they're doing okay. it in like three but or will four audiences, different ways. Will audiences still go for that yes. like they did back in 2008? Yes. And I'll tell you why. Because we're now used to an age where CG is so bad in major blockbusters and he's going to do it right here. Is it's going to look amazing. Have you seen the trailer? Yeah, I think it looks great. You it looks the same as it did in 2008. And it was better then than it than movies are now. In the words of Fry from Futurama, shut up and take my money. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Because I want this to bomb. I want to see the Avatar. The, they have the whole Avatar world, which they just well, made like two years ago, three well, years let's ago. Let's talk about the history. It's so weird because when Avatar came out the opening weekend, it made like 
40 something million. No, it was dollars. like 70. It wasn't a record breaker. Right? And but they were was... like, oh, this is a failure. And then word of mouth made this movie what it was. Because it everyone was going to go see the 3D. for like nine weeks in a row. Right. Because everyone wasn't saying this movie's so good, they're going to say, you got to check out this 3D. It's really cool. And it, it was. was. It was it really was. cool. I don't care about the story, no, but as an it, experience, that was pretty cool. It's now post ironic enjoyable. Because no. I agree. No one really cared about this movie until they're like, oh, there's a new Avatar movie come out. I think it's okay to like that again. Mm. It is okay. I still loved it until I see the movie and I'm like, oh, go I'm, away forever. Yeah. Speaking of scores, I'm, I'm oh, anxious absolutely. how they're going to do it without James Horner because yeah. his was awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. So. <sighs> Joel, that's a good pick. I, I, I went on a long time. So. Yeah. I respect it. I respect it. All right. Um, my number one movie that I want to bomb, it's kind of a shocker, but it's Halloween Ends. Well, because you really Mine didn't too. like the last it's one. It's a spoiler. Okay, finger that, boob. We do finger boobs, Dan. Boop. Wait, you guys both have the same one? I literally had Halloween ends. As your number one? That was my number one. Oh, did you wow, see okay. Halloween Kills? I did not. Okay. Uh, uh, I was shocked you have this on your list. Confession? Then. Yeah. I have never seen a Halloween movie. <laughs> wait, so... In the oh, four wait, or five years that it's never any wait, of them. So you're just being like kind of savage. I'm just tired of it. Like because really? franchises need to go away like this. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? You can make it go away. Dan, Dan, I know horror is not your thing, right? <laughs> but it's almost October. Yes. The and first. yet it's yours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, I'll defend myself and hate the movie That's at the fair. same time. All right, go ahead. I'm but sorry, the first I'm Halloween is a legacy horror film. I do like the first one a lot. It is amazing. Quintessential even. Granted, have they rebooted a million times? Yes. But in 2018, when they rebooted the series, 2018 or 19, yeah. I was like, oh, that was shockingly good. Right? Mm-hmm. Shockingly, good. Not great, but good. And then they're like, we have a trilogy plan for these movies. And then Kills came out last year. And who boy. Uh, if bad. I, uh, sometimes in my nightmares, or if I just want to get angry, right? I'll just think of three words evil dies tonight that they say <laughs> one million times in this movie. Joel, you haven't seen this yet. <laughs> no, right? I haven't yet. It is so frustrating as a movie and drops the ball entirely. And it's such a horrible movie. The trailer on this one looks worse the uh the synopsis the saga of michael myers and laurie strode once again played by legendary actress jamie, jamie lee curtis, curtis yep. comes to a spine chilling climax in this final installment of the franchise Where yeah right and i'd that buy before, that right? i'd buy that if it didn't already happen in halloween 2 and halloween <laughs> h2o yeah and uh rob she, zombies halloween well, she wasn't in that now, one she did say that this is the final time she'll be appearing in a Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, she's getting... Um, Cha-ching. Tell the price She's getting right. the yogurt money now. <laughs> she was getting that for a long time. What is that yogurt called Activia. again? Activia. Yeah, she's getting yogurt Activia money. poop. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but yeah, Family this takes party. place four years from the second movie to now. Who cares? Four years? Four-year time jump. Wow. Can the, does the, I don't want to spoiler, but does the movie end in a way that can allow for four years? Uh, who cares? I do a little bit. <laughs> watch it and then hate it. Okay. Yeah, Halloween ends. Hate watch. So you guys both picked that for your number yeah, one. Yeah, absolutely. I did. Yep. Shocking. You know, yeah, good pick. Yeah. Okay, guys, we've been a little negative. As we do on these shows, we want to go positive, maybe when people have already stopped listening. (laughs) So for this back half, we're going to go with our five most anticipated movies till the end of the year. These could be award winners. These could be the big blockbusters that we all need to see. Yeah. So, Joel... Yes. Could you give us your five most anticipated movie? Your fifth. You bet. Your five. My number five most anticipated want to see before the end of the year is Lyle Lyle Crocodile. (laughs) Sean Mendez is the voice of the crocodile, guys. So, Dan... (laughs) Joel does this thing where it's called a Joel joke. Right. We don't get it. We're always a little surprised. I hear this movie's supposed to be good. Lyle Crocodile. I, I yeah. bet it puts you in stitches 
Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, my number five pick is actually one called Dead for a Dollar. Now, lest you think, no, this is not the remake of Trusting is Good, Shooting is Better, the 1968 Spaghetti Western starring George Hilton, nor is it a remake of the of Dead for a Dollar, the 1998 TV movie starring Emilio Estevez. <laughs> oh, I thought it would be. Uh, Darn it. <laughs> no, this, is, this stars Christoph Waltz, Willem Dafoe, Benjamin Pratt, and Rachel Brosnahan, and it's directed by Walter Hill, who did 48 Hours, Another 48 Hours, yeah. Brewster's Millions. Wow. Bunch of movies so, from the 90s, too. Yeah, and so he did some stuff there, but the plot summary is this. The film follows a famed bounty hunter who runs into his sworn enemy, a professional gambler and outlaw that he sent to prison years before. The cast is what really sold me on this film. Like yeah, seeing Christoph Waltz and Willem Dafoe in a Western, I'm like, truly, this could be good. Right. And I did read a little more. in. You know what I mean? I like to avoid spoilers, but I did read a little more into the story. And I don't want to get into it here, but I kind of went... Okay, that sounds intriguing. I've never even heard of it. And this is supposed Who are to you? On, uh, well, this is supposed to come out on September 30th. We do, still don't have a trailer. Mm. So I'm still wondering if it actually will come out September 30th, okay. but I'm hoping this year to see Dead for a Dollar. All right. Or wait till clear play. It'll, it'll, exactly. show, it'll show up on our local streaming services. Brand new movie. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Uh, my fifth movie is The Banshees of Inisherin. Inisherin. Yeah, I-N-I-S-H-E-R-I-N. This comes out October 21st. The synopsis is two lifelong friends find themselves at an impasse when one abruptly ends their relationship with alarming consequences for both of them. Weird synopsis. Also, very weird trailer. Yeah. This is directed by Martin McDonough, who did Three Billboards, Seven Psychopaths, and In Bruges. In Bruges. An absolutely amazing movie. I really like yes. it, Bruce. Yeah, and, it. and I love Seven Psychopaths, very meta movie. And then Three Billboards, Oscar winner. You obviously. like Seven Psychopaths? Love it. Really? I, okay, really like it. Hmm. Yeah, because okay. it's just, it knows what it is. Okay. It's weird. That's fair. Um, I didn't really like it. The actors are Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, who were also co-starring yep. in In Bruges. They are perfect Reunited, together. The trailer so good. is so bizarre, though. It's a quiet Irish coastal movie. It it looks good. But yeah. it's, it's about this friendship where there's actual consequences when one guy is just like please don't talk to me anymore i cannot stand you. and the other guy doesn't know why he's like but we're friends but we're friends and he won't leave him alone we're friends right and it feels like a really short story kind of concept Mm -hmm. so i'm interested to see what happens i'm a little worried that it may be just horrible. I hope it's not, I'm not horrible. I hope quality. it's not too dark. Yeah, they, dark. And that's what I'm keep, trying to say. Well, the, no, that's the a rhythm of, that he has of humor mixed with like a little bit of seriousness. Yes. Yeah, he does. They dark balanced humor. it really well in uh, Three Billboards. Yeah, I thought. I totally agree. Yeah. So yeah, really looking forward to that one. Yeah. Dan, what do you got nice. for number five? Uh, number five is Empire of Light, directed by Sam Mendes, the okay. Oscar winner. Of American Beauty, oh, which, is, <laughs> which is meh, but he also made meh. Road to Perdition, Blah. great, um, and 1917, and Bond, and Skyfall, three, two, two or three Bonds. Anyways, yeah. great director, really like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie the plot is set in an English seaside town in the early 1980s. Empire of Light is a powerful and poignant story about human connection and the magic of cinema from Academy Award-winning director Sam Mendes. Doesn't say much. It what, doesn't. What, Empire of Light? Is that what you yes, said? Yes, it's... I watched the trailer. It's got Toby Jones and Olivia Coleman. Oh, okay. Um, this is an Oscar pick for sure. Yeah. So it's oh, about... Oh, I did see the trailer. He's about a, it's basically a projectionist in a movie theater. Yeah. Okay. And how... the and He's the Empire of Light because of the flickering light on a movie screen. And you don't see the darkness. I used to be a projectionist in the 90s. Yeah, you were. At a movie theater. See, it's not um, being about I used to put the movies <gasps> together. And anyways... I was that guy and I love to see the light. Like that's really where I deepened my love for movies and stuff. So seeing this and seeing how it relates and I, there's the trailers just mysterious enough that you Mm -hmm. can't tell if it's a happy movie about movies Mm 
mm-hmm. or if it's this forbidden romance because it takes place in the 80s and it's an older woman and a younger man and it looks like a you know forbidden romance or okay. something like that huh. or taboo whatever it might in the be. 80s that was fine it was okay yeah. <laughs> that's right so it just it really caught my interest and i'm really looking forward to that one love sam mendes yeah. Willing to give it a go. And it's a love of film type movie. And I do love... Oscar winner for sure. I love love of movies. Yes. All right. Joel, okay. what do you have for number four? My number four is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> I don't know much about it, but my kids love it. And I figure blood means family. You know what? Don't screen this one. Just, blood is just watch it with Blood is thicker though. It's family and fun. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Uh, no, my number four is Amsterdam, yes. which uh, October 7th, it comes out. Uh, directed by David O. Russell, who did Silver Linings Playbook, which I love. It's been a while since I've seen a movie of his. The Fighter, American Hustle was yeah. his as well. Uh, and it's, yeah, there's the thing. One for a it stars. Time. The starring list for this. Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Chris Rock, Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, Zoe Saldana, Mike Myers, Michael Shannon, Timothy Oliphant, Taylor Swift, Rami Malek, and Robert De Niro. That's a smattering yeah. of different stars there. And, you know, it's an ensemble cast, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But I watched the trailer and I went, what is this Same. movie? Yeah. Plot summary. Set in the 30s, it follows three friends who witness a murder, become suspects themselves, and uncover one of the most outrageous plots in American history. Now, it is one of those, yeah, how much it's inspired by a true story, but how much of it is inspired by a true story? The trailer was quirky and intriguing. Uh, Christian Bale's looking kind of old, actually. Yeah, and it, I, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but... I, I, he actually aged for the role. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, such a he method actor. <laughs> yeah. So good. He's so good. So good. So good at that. You got to bring that youth back, I knew though. nothing about this movie when I started researching for this episode, but after watching the trailer, I was like, yeah, number four. I want to see this Amsterdam because it looks good. Could be good. Yeah. All right. My number four is The Menu. Have you guys seen this trailer? Oh, yes. With the clapping and Voldemort? Yeah. Kent, we already talked about this plot point. <laughs> yeah. Ray Maybe. Fiennes. So this is about Wicked, actually. It's the other ride at Lagoon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is there, is, there a, is there a ride called Greed? And yeah. Rich? And rich? May, no, I can't. Yeah. Um, so this one comes out November 18th. And the synopsis is, a young couple travel to a remote island to eat in ex- at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. Dun, dun, Sounds like dun. a comedy, right? Could be a Happy Madison movie. This has Anya Taylor-Joy. Nicholas Holt. Uh, yeah, Nicholas Holt. Ray Fiennes as the chef. Mm-hmm. And it's this weird, most. it's like the most dangerous game, but with like this sh- crazy chef. And yeah. I'm not sure where it's going to go. Yeah, it, the, could, the, it could the, go to that ride at Lagoon. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know the skyscraper right yeah yeah, yeah yes, that one exactly the san antonio screamer why is it called san antonio i, I don't, don't know. know why did you say san antonio <laughs> is it not called san antonio screamer uh, isn't it not Centennial screamer <laughs> what someone note that <laughs> san, san, antonio. san antonio you worked there man yeah that's he awesome he was in the water park that's yeah well, i was not a allowed lo- to ride I was the lifeguard <laughs> anyways this is directed by the guy who's done a lot of tv work like game of thrones and succession which is kind of a really popular show now really tense show Mm, right and i feel like that's what the menu will do well is bring that tension and we'll see if it goes really grim gory or just thrilling yeah but i'm very intrigued it It looks intriguing yeah it could work if they don't go on the ride at lagoon and it's just because Uh, or it's the san antonio screamer (laughs) yeah (laughs) it could work yeah if it turns into they're just a bunch of crazy people yeah that could be fun i agree all right dan what do you have for number four Uh, my number four i don't know that you guys may have heard of it Avatar The Way of Water. Uh, <laughs> I am excited. We talked about it. I won't go into too much detail, but I'm really excited to see 
what advances have been made in technology. Flop the fact, flop. the fact that it's filmed underwater with motion capture sounds really intriguing. Kate wins the Aquaman did for almost seven minutes. She has the world record. She yeah. beat Tom longest. Cruise. She yeah. did. She beat Tom Cruise. That's so. why I wanted to flop again. <laughs> <laughs> and they're releasing it in like all these different formats, of course, to get my money, which they'll have in multiple times, but like a high frame rate in 3D. So, Joel, you just have to kidnap like, Dan and not let him go to the movies for like three I will weeks. Personally, there, make it so that they make all the five. There of those needs sequels. to be an asterisk next to Avatar being the highest grossing movie of all time because three times the ticket price automatically puts you pretty high. It yeah. does. But also remember the whole controversy with Avengers Endgame where they re released with bad footage to try to beat Avatar. But they re released. <laughs> they re released the They've done the They're same thing. They're re releasing Avatar. It's still the yes, same price again. In September. I'm going to take my kids so they can see it on the big screen. <laughs> take Joel's my, not pleased with you, Dan. Take my money. No. <laughs> They're going to. So my number three is Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Could be good. It's been 11 years since we've had a Puss in Boots movie oh. spin-off. I think the animation style looks incredible. This isn't my pick, Kent. You know I, that. I know, but I'm saying, of your Joel jokes, I, I would actually be willing to see this I one. Would, no! I would see that. Yeah. If I'm not willing, if I'm, if I'm bugged at Avatar That's for a, waiting 13 years to do a sequel, <laughs> you think I'm okay with Puss in Boots, the spin-off? It's only 11. Wait, 11 years. <laughs> no one's asking for this. Uh, no, my number three pick is actually the Banshees of Inisherin. Oh, okay. I So I, I think in Bruges is... It was fabulous. It was it was this dark comedy about these assassins. Who, this assassin who's kind of losing his edge. Yep. I think this is one that I'm going to really enjoy. This isn't going to be a huge money maker. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be even like a success, but I do want to see it. So yeah, totally. Benchies of Sharon comes out October 21st. My number three is a cheat. If that's okay, I cheated. It's eight movies. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that uh, is a cheat. That's it's worse a than cheat. Mine. It's a Netflix release, and oh. it's. Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Yeah. So this is uh, seen okay. as episodes instead of movies, but these are movies being released. I didn't know we could do TV shows. It, but it's but it's it's <laughs> movies though. It's Netflix. Yeah. Netflix just gets away with whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> so this uh, starts October 25th, and what they're doing here is the 25th, 26th, 27th, and 28th. They're releasing two episodes or two movies a night. Okay. Because Netflix doesn't know how to schedule things no. or be normal. It's all or nothing, all at once. Where they could be like, hey, guys, welcome to the first week of October. We're going to release two movies for you to watch this weekend and talk about. And they could do everything the subsequent weeks. But they do it in four days right before Halloween. It's actually too much all at once. Mm-hmm. And it, I feel like this will be kind of longer form Tales from the Crypt episodes. But they got some amazing directors. So this is an anthology of sinister stories told by some of today's most revered horror creators. And this is the directors of The Babadook, Splice, Mandy, and many, many more. This is a Guillermo del Toro. He's introducing each of these stories. He's being a Rod Serling type. Mm-hmm. And from the trailers... Taking they, a cue from Jordan Peele with the new Twilight which Zone. Which didn't really work out. But I think the trailers, the, the visuals of these scary movies, short movies, mm-hmm. look really good. And two of them are H.P. Lovecraft stories. Two of them are Del Toro originals. Yeah. Nice. Very, very excited. And this is part of... Netflix is kind of in on the joke. They're calling it the Netflix and Chills Halloween event. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Come on. I mean, but chills, right. like so scary. I, I do like this idea, though, yeah. of different directors but taking it's like, on horror. Right before Halloween, it's very stressful. Like, whether you're putting a costume together or trying to get candy or trying to watch all your scary movies right before the end. Yep. And there's eight movies to watch all at once. It's too much. When does it come out? It's the 25th going through the 28th. Oh, that's not October? even eight days before the 31st. Yeah. 
of October. Oh, I thought you said it was in September. No, October. They were smart. Right they before. September. Netflix doesn't know what they're doing. They don't. No. They're like, hey, we have a nine-hour episode of Stranger <laughs> Things. I noticed that, go. too. A lot of these, uh, there was a lot of horror movies that were releasing on the 31st, and I'm like, are you idiots? Yeah. At least at the beginning it's not of not a October. good idea. Yeah, but, yeah. All right, so, Dan, what do you have for your number Toro three? stick to your wheelhouse. That's in his wheelhouse. Don't True. do Pinocchio. Yes. Um, my number three is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Plot synopsis, the nation of Wakanda is pitted against intervening world powers as they mourn the loss of their king T'Challa. As we know, Chadwick Boseman tragically yeah. passed away from his colon cancer a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. I love Ryan Coogler. Yes. He is one of my top five current directors. Wow. Wow. I would I would say I'd love For what reasons? Um I loved Creed. I love the I love his storytelling. Okay. Loved um, Creed? I like Creed I, a lot too. I did. You I can loved, like Creed a lot. Love Creed? I loved Creed. And I'm watching I, the original um, Rockies game with my kids and they're like, Fruit are there vale, more to this? I'm like, oh, no, you should. Fruit vale Station was powerful. It is. Um loved that and loved the original Black Panther. I just I'd never seen anything like it. It really opened Even the end of the movie? <laughs> You'd never I mean, seen an origin story of a superhero before? Never seen anything I, like I'd, I'd never never comedic seen, jabs after action scenes. I'd never seen African culture portrayed. In yeah, no, that it was a different kind of superhero movie. That fantastic Wakanda doesn't exist. I know, but it's not you know, a real country. It could be. It it made such an <laughs> impact on the genre. It did. Right. And I loved it, and I'm really looking forward to this. And I think it'll be cathartic. The to, thing that bothers me, and maybe it's just because I haven't watched. I don't know if there's been additional trailers. There's but been the, the one. Th- there's been the one, but it wasn't a trailer for the movie. It was basically a... Sad, in memoriam. It was in memoriam for Chadwick Boseman, which I was like, yeah, it's a good tribute, but I want to know more about the movie, not... you know, There, just, there was hints. There was hints. Yeah. A global threat. So, and the, can we talk about who the villain is in this movie? Should I not, should I not actually, spoil anything? I actually don't know who the villain is, but I know I know what some of the conflict will be. It's Aquaman, yeah. essentially. What? Namor. Namor. The, Submar- the Submariner. Oh, he was in the first one. No, he was in Aquaman. <laughs> no, no, he's Marvel's version of Aquaman. Yeah, but I remember, wasn't there a guy in the in the Aquaman, the evil Stingray, what is his name? Oh, with the, the black uh, outfit. That was Black Manta. That's right. Yeah, on the nose name, Black Manta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Black Panther versus Black Manta. <laughs> Anyways, I, I'm really excited. It, I think there's some real art to the trailer. Yeah. I think he is a premier director for the MCU when they'd usually get yes, TV guys. Exactly. I predicted it to be the most successful movie of the year. Not knowing that Top Gun was going to be a thing. A billion dollar thing. Right. Yeah. So, But um, no, this will make a billion dollars, I, I predict. I think. You think? With think, Ryan Coogler so. still at the helm. Yeah. Even though I know the reins are tight at the, yeah. in the MCU. Um, I'm really looking I, forward to I it. I hope it's a standalone. Million, that's ex- what I'll say. Okay. 800 million. I hope it's a standalone experience that doesn't need to tease too many other Marvel projects. Yeah. I. Well, it's the end of phase four, isn't it? Yes. Yes. So that's that's my number my number three. Okay. Wakanda forever. Okay. Joel, your number two. My number two is RIPD2, Rise of the Darned. <laughs> What's not darned? Wait, uh, that's a real movie? Yes. Obviously not with Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds. I don't know. I didn't look that much into it because it's not what I'm picking. But, you know, <laughs> the first one was so bad that maybe this one will be good. My number, my Kevin real number Bacon. two uh, yeah. comes yeah. out on September 16th and it's See How They Run. Oh, yeah. This comes uh, out pretty soon, actually. Yeah. Yes, uh, directed yes. by Ryan, uh, not Ryan George, uh, Tom George. Directed by Ryan George would be fun. Uh, but it stars Sam Rockwell, Saoirse Ronan, and Adrian Brody. The synopsis says, In the West End of 1950s London, plans for a movie version of a smash hit play come to an abrupt halt after a pivotal member of one of the crew is murdered. The trailers, once again, what sold me on this. I, I love the, you know, kind of the ensemble cast, but it looks like a farcical play. It has kind mm-hmm. of a... 
and I'm going to say this, and it's going to turn Kent off to this movie, but it has kind of a Wes Anderson feel to it. Yes. But it's not Wes Anderson. So I think this one looks fun. I want to see it. I'm excited to see where it goes. See how they run. Yeah. I'm always I, ha- it looks really good. I'm always happy to support Sir Ronan. Saw that play in the high sc- in, during high school. It was fun. It's going to, I think uh, the story is good. And Sam Rockwell, can you really, can you really go wrong with you Sam can't. Rockwell? I'm trying to think of Big anything. Fan. He's you can't. In. You can't. He's just good. He's no Sam Worthington. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, Jake Sully. <laughs> My number two pick is uh, Avatar Way of the Water. For you real? wanted that to... Oh, this is a straight up for being a guy who hates the mainstream. Kent, sure. you just jumped into the deep end. Okay, of the mainstream. but like, hear me out, right? It's been a while since we've had tentpole movies that haven't been Star Wars or Marvel. Like, I'm so tired of the cape flicks yeah. and the boring Star Wars TV shows that Avatar. I'm trying to think of anyone who has needs a cape to reclaim in the its rightful Thor. place in pop culture. I'm not saying I want to see three, four, or five. I don't. But I want to see a follow-up to the story. I didn't love the first one. But this is a curiosity choice because so what can they pull off? Can I recap what you nice. just said? Yeah. Oh, I'm so tired of just them churning out <laughs> superhero <laughs> movies. What I want to see is a sequel to a movie I didn't really care about. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense, it, but, man. It's but the craft of I the want, art. I want the variety. I want someone with James Cameron's eye to direct the a director movie of Prana again. Two. <laughs> that's the okay, but Terminator Two. Oh, that's right. Yes, that yeah, yeah. Terminator I, Two. Someone with actual craftsmanship that maybe borrowed nineteen different stories in the first movie, but that actually cares about what he's making, and he's the boss, right? He is the one. There's no one interfering. There's no. I mean, I can't really defend it because the sequels really they already exhaust me, yeah. right? But maybe this one could be... But wouldn't it be funny if it failed? If they have this okay, plan in 2028, and then it's like, oh, never mind. It would, We're just stopping in It would be hilarious if it yeah. makes like $170 million. <laughs> It's not going to make that little. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my second pick. Nice. For want to succeed. Yeah. Dan? My number two was, shocker here, Banshees of Inishirin. Okay. We're all agreed. We're all on the same page that we want to see. That one all... And we want to all do good. No need to beat a dead horse here. Which I think they do in the movie. They probably they do. Probably yeah. do. Yeah. So honorable mentions. Let's do some honorable it's mentions. It's a donkey, actually. Oh, why did I get more sad about a donkey than a horse? Yes. I, I feel like I'm. On, I don't know why I just let Kent bring on these guests that step in line with everything he's thinking. It's <laughs> so unintentional. Just because he likes Avatar. No, because I'm picking for my honorable mention Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery okay. for one I want to see because yeah. I enjoy the first one. Yeah, and you're probably curious to see if he can like maintain the quality. I'll still watch it. Yeah. Quality with, know, quality, with, yeah, quality with a question mark. Quality with a question mark. I did put Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio because okay. I'm more excited to see that one than I am the Disney one. Gotcha. Right. right. I did put Black, I put Black Panther Wakanda Forever in there as well because it's not like I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see it. But I'm like, hey, I want to. And then yeah, I also did fair. put in Black Adam, Kent, only because it has been so... Uh, <laughs> advertised yeah <laughs> for four years yes that i'm like i here's I'm, your first look at black adam i'm excited to see that end okay. so that's my anticipation <laughs> no no they're saying <laughs> this is the beginning the of the new dceu i doubt it the power dynamics about to change I oh, doubt that's it. my yeah. rock it's about to that was my rock it's about as good as my ewan mcgregor <laughs> <laughs> i thought your ewan was a little more accurate okay thank you yeah. i appreciate <laughs> it those are my normal mentions ken all right amsterdam very excited to see, although I don't know much about it. Decision to Leave. This is a Korean film. It's a crime thriller, but a romance as well. Where Does it have any rides at Lagoon? 
<laughs> it's actually what happens at like 1030 when you start to get annoyed with all the teens and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Guys, let's make the decision to leave. Yeah. The son from the director of The Father, but it's not a continuation, ah, but it has Hugh Jackman. That's right. It's a family drama. Oh. Creed 3 is coming out this year. Not directed what? by Ryan Coogler, but it's directed by Michael B. Jordan. For real? Yeah. I Dan just got that. real excited. Okay. And then uh, Disenchanted. Oh, with the Enchanted sequel. Which is that I don't, the sequel to Enchanted? I don't know if it will come out, but... I don't think it's going to come out this year. I doubt yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't seen anything about it. Yeah. Okay. But those are my honorable mentions. Dan? I have uh, quite a few here. Uh, Babylon is okay. the new one with, by Damien Chazelle. Mm. About oh, Kenton. Early, I'm in. 100 years ago, early Hollywood. Yes. Stories based on true life. That's going to be nominated for an Oscar. Uh, the Fablemans, Spielberg... Spielberg's new movie. Yeah, it's like Spielberg adap- kind of do an adaptation of his life. Like yeah, semi- his life, like growing up in post-war Arizona. Seth Rogen's in it. He's going to be Spielberg. <sighs> <laughs> I, I have no doubt. E.T. <laughs> <laughs> the Whale, with da- directed by Darren Brandon Aronofsky. Now, is that actually coming out this year? It is. Because this is, yeah, Brendan Fraser's like chance at a Best yeah. Actor nomination, yeah. right? Plays a super overweight guy trying to reconcile with his daughter. Yeah. yeah. Um, who lives in Idaho. Okay. That's, there you go. Um, Sounds enthralling. Yeah. There's a throwback to 90s rom-coms with Julia Roberts and George Clooney called Ticket to Paradise. Yeah. Definitely a throwback feel to that um, one. Looks fun. I'm up for it. And uh, a couple others. Tar by Todd Field. Oh, about the, with the conductor? Crazy trailer. With Kate uh, Blanchett as a orchestra conductor, symphony conductor. Yeah. I, I got know. a Black Swan vibe from I this ca- one. I cannot get excited about a movie about a, con- a famous conductor. I don't know why. Maybe there's going to be some great music in it. Could be. That's what I'm hoping for. And then, um, don't worry, darling. Okay. I, I'm I'm intrigued enough to see because I like I like Chris Pine a lot. Yeah. So do I. So he's in that. Yeah. He is. All I've heard is Harry Styles. He about plays kind of like the leader of the community, kind of a cult-ish leader. That's right. He is in the trailer. Yeah. But it's your girl too. Uh, Florence Pugh actually yeah. doesn't or Pugh. Florence Pugh. But blood and honey. Yeah. <laughs> Florence Pugh, blood and honey. No. Yes. <laughs> she actually does not. She's not doing any promotion for this movie. She's not proud of it whatsoever. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of bad press with this movie. Well, I think she, uh, her and Olivia are not getting along. Not getting along very well. Mm. Final one. Uh, the greatest beer run. Oh, ever. That by, one looks good. This is a Peter Farrelly Fra- brothers. Farrelly, right? Farrelly brothers. His follow up to the Oscar winner yes. Green Book. No, but that's the a, Oscar winning directors of Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's, it's uh, I will never Zac say Efron. that enough. It's Zach Efron. It's based on a true story Russell about, a guy, as well. Russell about a guy that decides to take beer to his buddies who are over in Vietnam during the Vietnam War. And it's based on a true story. Yep. It, it was Is this of, meant to be like a slapstick comedy or no, like a heartfelt no, comedy? No, I, I watched the trailer and it's a mix of comedy and It serious. feels like Good Morning like, Vietnam where it starts like he, off goofy. It starts off as a joke and then they're like, this isn't a joke, man. Yeah. Like, it's like he gets there and sees the horrors of war. Wow. So could Zach be good. Efron could use a win, don't you think? Yeah. Because yeah. where's he been? I don't know, but we're all in this together. <laughs> He's been making reality TV shows. He's not going to stop. Not going to stop till he gets a shot. Got to get his head in the game. <laughs> get your head in the game. All right, so we're to our number one most anticipated movie. Number Joel, one. I wonder number if one. we have the same choice. Well, this shouldn't be a shock for anyone if they know me, because my number one pick mm-hmm. is a documentary called Cat Daddies. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so it's about me? Yes, it's a documentary about Ken. No, it's literally like that's a documentary about these guys who like cats. And I'm like, you're doing a documentary about What's that? What's wrong with guys who like cats? You should watch the trailer for the documentary. They've, there's a stigma against them. No, Rude. that's not my pick. Cat Daddies. But you should watch the trailer for Cat Daddies. My number one pick is weird, the Al Yankovic story. Okay. 
So uh, I, I uh, doubt wait, we have the same where's one. Where's it being released? The Roku channel. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I, I want to bring this back because back when I originally heard about this, I was like, you're telling me Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter, is playing Royal Yankovic? What kind of movie is this going to be? Mm-hmm. And then I saw the trailer and I went, oh, that's the kind of movie it's going to be. Right. So the plot synopsis explores every facet of Yankovic's life. His meteorized, from his meteoric rise to fame with early hits like Eat It and Like a Surgeon to his torrid celebrity love affairs and famously depraved lifestyle, which is funny because it's not at all. He's a nice guy who loved his parents. He's, uh, he's a vegetarian. He's kind to everybody. Like he's just a super nice guy, but they're going to make, they're making him out to be this like hedonistic rock God. So they show a subplot with Madonna in the totally trailer. fabricated. I hope so. Like he played, <laughs> why did they do that? <laughs> no, I, this is, this is, well, he did have a relationship with her at this some point. He did. I don't know if they had a relationship, but okay. Anyway, point being is this is a spoof. This is a spoof on biopics. And it's gonna be it's gonna be funny. It's gonna be clever. It's gonna have, from what I can understand, kind of a UHF feel to it, where it's right. not taking itself seriously. And the joke comes from the fact that there's no way that we're all live this life, and everyone knows. <laughs> okay, that. this could be the next UHF for all I know. But this is actually based on a 2010 Funny or Die fake trailer that was uh, starred uh, Aaron Paul as Weird Al. It was like this really really oh. serious huh. kind of like. And it was directed by the same guy, Eric Appel, who's directing the movie. Okay. And I was... It's... I think the worst part will be Daniel Radcliffe, even though he looks to be having the time of his life. And that's what I can't is. not see Daniel Radcliffe. No. And that's what I think that yeah. they're not even trying to do it. Like, he mm-hmm. doesn't even really look like Weird Al. Right. It's like a horrible wig. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's <laughs> he has intentional. Abs. And it made me laugh. The Short trailer, guy with abs. The trailer made me laugh multiple times. And and, and I, I do follow Weird Al on social media, and he's promoting it as well. And okay. It's all kind of funny stuff. So... Yeah. On the Roku channel. On the Roku channel, so when November 4th. <laughs> when a movie ends and you're kind of laying there and you're like playing on your phone or like you're cuddling with someone and all of a sudden the purple screen of Roku City passes by. Yep. <laughs> and then you see like a little uh, a billboard with like a yep. movie that came out 19 years ago. When you see the weird billboard. Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Like I should watch that right now. It's three in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so I, weird. I'm I seriously hoping for a Stanley Spadowski cameo. Oh, yes. Yeah. Do you Please. Want to come back? So yes, I, I do own a Roku, and so I think I know how to get the Roku channel, but I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. But I will find a way to watch this. I feel like they just pass, they'll pass this movie out like it's AOL discs back in the 90s. Yeah. Just watch our movie, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so my choice has been said, but I want to give a little more detail. It's Babylon, obviously. Nice. This is a very Kent choice because it's a Damien Chazelle movie. Now, I didn't love First Man, and I, I really hyped that movie up back in the day. But, it's better uh, than Whiplash. Boom. Whoa. Throwing down nope. here. Disagree. Dan, the show's almost done. <laughs> so we're you were doing so good, Dan, until this point. <laughs> Whiplash we're going to invite you to We're going to have to bring Zach back now. <laughs> Zach, <laughs> where it. are you? Whiplash Why didn't I know? is a masterpiece. Straight up masterpiece. Get can, talk about Babylon. Tell people what it's about. Babylon. So they, it's about there's this drummer, right? And he's he's this aspirational drummer. <laughs> that's and not, he wants to go to this prestigious school. It's the best not, school in the nation. But that, the teacher is so harsh. You're confusing. And Dan, the listener. you're missing the point. You're confusing the listener. <laughs> it's about perfection. <laughs> Sometimes a good job's not enough. Kent, good job. Now talk about the movie. <laughs> ah, those are the two worst words you could say. Anyway, so Babylon. Yeah, like you said, it's set in Hollywood during the transition from silent films to talkies. We've seen this before, in like The Artist, for example. Mm-hmm. This is is going to be, I think, a very dark take on it. Whereas I think the artist was a little bit more meta as far as the way it transitioned. I think this is going to show 
the grimy side of Hollywood at the time, where every, they showed everything at that time to be squeaky clean. Yeah. But there were horrible parties, horrible people. I'm a little worried this is going to be rated R, to be honest. You're a little what, worried? It wouldn't surprise me. But I mean, after La La Land and First Man, I can see Damien Chazelle being like, hey, everyone go see my movies. Ah. And if he makes a grimy movie about Hollywood back in the day, I feel like not as many people are going to see it. Hey, Kent, who's in this movie? I mean, who do you want me to start with? Like, it's like the Margot Robbie. Start with Margot uh, Robbie. Margot Robbie, <laughs> but also Brad Pitt, who was my non-sexual male crush Flea. from twenty years ago. Who? F- Flea. Flea's in it. Oh, Flea, Flea from Kenobi: nah. A Star Wars Story. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the cast outside of Flea <laughs> is really good. Tobey Maguire, who probably reprises his role from The Great Gatsby. Let's be honest. Probably. I. I'm so excited for this movie. I've been waiting a long time. I think this will be a, one of those Oscar movies. I'm hoping I'm not overhyping it myself. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Because First Man was that kind of experience for me. I haven't heard a lot measured, about this movie. It was a very, very measured uh, yes. hype for you. So the problem with this one is they know what kind of movie it is. Uh, they know that they're going for Oscars. And so it's being released. This is kind of a cheat, but January 6th of 2023. But they always do that because they're like, but two weeks before that. In New York and L.A. Yeah, New York and L.A. It's, it's, uh, it's being released on Christmas. Yes. 2022. Yeah. Which, so, once again, who's going to go see Babylon on Christmas Day? I'm going to take my kids. <laughs> <laughs> After poo, blood, and honey, yeah. right? <laughs> Double feature. Okay. So, can you can you do a pause when you say that title again? <laughs> it just, it just <laughs> forgive this pun. It came out wrong. No, <laughs> no. Oh man. Okay, Dan. What's your number one most anticipated movie? It's weird. The Al Yankovic story. Is okay. it? I thought I was right. going to be clever. Dan, going you're for back on the one. show. <laughs> no, you're not. Yes, take it, sec. <laughs> I love Weird Al. He's the un- most underrated musician. I agree. In my opinion. And it's funny because someone actually did come to me and they were concerned about this movie. They're like, I don't like how it's portraying him as kind of a jerk. And I was like, that's the, the, that's the, the joke. It's joke. hilarious that yeah. they're doing that. So Because he's just a super nice guy. Everyone loves him who works with him. And so, yeah, great pick. Great pick. Yes. <laughs> Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Remember how you're complaining about me bringing Dan on the show because we agree sometimes? Oops, yeah. Amy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right in front of Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. There are picks. Uh, just to recap real quick, Dan, why don't you run through your, your ones you want to fail and then the ones you want to succeed? All right. Ones I want to fail. Number five, Blonde. Number four, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Number three, Pinocchio times two. Number two, Bones and All. Number one, Halloween Ends. And then my most anticipated, number five, The Empire of Light. Number four, Avatar, The Way of Water. Three, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Number two, The Banshees of Inna Sheeran. And number one, The Weird, The Al Yankovic Story. Nice. All right. And I have Hocus Pocus 2, Catherine. For most anticipated. (laughs) Catherine (laughs) called Birdie, Clerks 3, Pinocchio, and Halloween Ends. And for most anticipated, I have The Banshees of Inna Sheeran. The menu. Why are you saying that like... Because there's so many eyes in that word. Inna Sheeran. Inna Sheeran. That's how I say it. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, Avatar The Way of Water, and Babylon. Okay, uh, the ones I want to flop are Pinocchio, Daddy Daughter Trip, Hocus Pocus 2, The Munsters, and Avatar The Way of Water. <laughs> and then the ones I want to see are Dead for a Dollar, Amsterdam, The Banshees of Inisherin, See How They Run, and the and Weird, The Young Yankovic Story. Joel, this is the most hipster you've ever got on one of I these I was lists. thinking that. I was actually looking at this going, man, really... this is, there's not really mainstream pick here. I'm handing my card over. There you go. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want to be a hipster. I don't want to be a hipster. 
So there you go. Let us know if any of these movies struck your fancy. Uh, watch the trailers. Get to know them. Mm -hmm. And then let us know. We want to hear from you on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. We want to hear what you're looking forward to and what you want to flop in movies before the end of the year. And then, Dan, thank you again for being here and covering for Zach while he's on paternity leave. Of course. Uh, it's a benefit we offer here at Bacon Sale, uh, paternity leave. But uh, is there anyone <laughs> you want to give a shout out to before you before you sign off today? Uh, thanks to Zach for taking a night off and giving me the opportunity. And we really did call you last minute, so thank you. You did. Thank it, you was, for that. it was great. I, yeah, you I did a great job with such short notice. So, of course. Thank you. Um, shout out to my family just for supporting me and to all the movie lovers out there. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. Tender. I do what I Dan, can. we'll see you in four years. Okay. <laughs> it's I, been great. Next election cycle. <laughs> but before we go, we'd like to give some love to our patrons, including the I Am The Listener tier of patrons, which includes Stern Madam Hicks, Shannon West, Sean Sanquist, Ryan and Marley, Rocky and Steph, Scott Sprague, Lady Terry Finley, Juice the Cooler King Swallow, Johnny English the Brick, Jennifer Kilkowski, Glow Glenn Daniel, Debbie Foster, Dave Kelly, Casey Cummings, Braden Winterton, Angela Plotz, Andrew in the Dark, Alicia Bass, and Adam and Rachel Crump. And then we have our Baking Council, which includes the one, the only Chris Anderson, Stephen, everyone's favorite Ross, Star Wars expert Kyler, Spencer Myers, our favorite couple, the Mansons, Nicole Sinton and Sin Ben Hale, Josh from Rebel One TV, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, Allison Gall, and Beaker. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. You are the way to our water. <laughs> Thank you, uh, patrons. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, that works. I didn't get, from coming from me, that sounds you're sarcastic. Our you're the banshees of You're the yeah, you're the banshees of our intershirt. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing Quickwits. They perform at the Midvale Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. You want to find me at Twitter and Instagram. It's at Kenny3DD if you want to read my movie reviews at showtimeshowdown.com. And if you want to reach out or connect with us on social media, you can do so on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun comments there every week. If you want to get some merch from us, it could be a T-shirt. A mug, a pillow, a pillow. I don't think there's, there's a pillow. It's not a pillowcase. Is it pillow? a body pillow? Yeah. Zach usually does this. I know. We're just trying to make it up. Make it sell body pillows. We should do body pillows, but <laughs> mm, maybe not. Anyways, you can find that at tpublic.com slash bacon sell. And if you want to support us, support just starts at just $3 a month. And we do nearly weekly pick and bits where we just ramble on. About and it's sushi. Pretty fun. Yeah. Sushi and botulism. <laughs> <laughs> so join us there, and that's at patreon.com slash bacon cell. You can find me in my movie reviews on letterboxd.com slash Dan Farns. I love Letterboxd. I know you do. Are you on it? I yeah. need to follow you. Yeah. So until next time, Dan. Dan. Dan, Dan oh. you're on outro. I thought I was on the intro. You do both. Oh. comedian <laughs> not zach not this week take that zach you <clears throat> cute baby pumpkin spices life this is also a rebel wilson comedy <laughs> whatever that means i didn't expect to have that much power but they absolutely loved they it, loved it. Oh. hereditary was on? the worst movie he's ever uh, seen he for said, my soul nope is the new hereditary cruella was surprisingly good Hello. I'd be lying if I said I've never watched an NC-17 movie. Breathy way of speaking. You're too poor to go to those places. Watch out. I got pretty bad gas. Oh. He's a ruthless killer. <laughs> <laughs>
We can say cannibals, guys. Can we say that? We I can was say worried. It's about cannibalism. <laughs> he hates her. He hates Anadarmus. What? I don't hate Anadarmus. It was very chunkily knit. I'll defend myself and hate the movie That's at the fair. same time. It's a young couple. A young couple. 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 A young couple. 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 This San Antonio Screamer. Why is it called San Antonio? I, I don't, don't know. know. Why did you say San Antonio? Is it not called San Antonio Screamer? Uh, isn't it not? San Antonio Screamer. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm so tired of just them churning out superhero movies. Why did I get some more sad about a donkey than a horse? I, the power dynamic's about to change. I know. <laughs> What's that? wrong with guys who like cats? So the plot synopsis. Couple. So the plot synopsis. Couple with me. <laughs>